0: all right here we are episode 7 of the fit for life radio podcast we have a guest with us today so we won't bore you with just us blabbering and by us as always is the Will Shively uh-huh. and Ben made an appearance today hey. nice to and our guest is gonna be Madeline so Madeline your last name is pretty pretty intimidating you want to go ahead and, and, and handle that for us
1: yes it's Kleinbart. just pretend I there's no it. J in there
0: oh, yes. see, that J right the, the J is the tricky part too
1: yeah I know
2: you know, on my drive home from the gym this morning, I was like going over my head, like how to pronounce it and wondering if I was going to be right or not. And I'm just really glad that I'm right.
0: Oh, you were? Okay.
1: Feels good I, to
2: be right. It does feel good to be right <laughs> every once in a while.
0: That's a good way to start the day. So so Madeline, uh, we actually go way back to church days. Yep. So for all those people who like went to church when they were growing up, you have the all the the, the fun stuff you do with, with your crew at the church. So we came up from that. And then she also has been a client of ours at Coastal Strength and Fitness. Um, so she has a great story to share because I think it's very relatable with a lot of our listeners. So Madeline, uh, we know you are a mother of twins. And yep. for everyone that doesn't know, I'm a twin. So I know <laughs> the plight that they will be going through. and Do, uh, do you
2: know how many people just like, have no idea you're a twin and it's gonna blow their minds when they listen to this podcast just yeah throw that out there
0: I mean because people are always real interested in twins yeah. and I don't I don't understand why but whenever people find out they have like a million questions it's, it's so.
3: because when Joey touches the oven your finger burns and it weird <laughs> you're right twins
1: are really cool it's really cool.
0: But you knew, remember like growing up, Madeline, like Joey and I were complete opposites. You know? oh, yeah,
1: you guys are still complete opposites.
0: <laughs> exactly. So we don't have like all the twin isms that people want to hear. So yeah, uh, but, but that's all right. So and you also you are you a military family, right?
1: We were, um, you as, were of, okay. as of six months ago, we were military cool, cool. for seven and a half years.
0: So you did some moving around and all that fun stuff. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, so basically you kind of want to share some of your, you know, kind of the the things you struggle with or like that have worked for you, kind of, kind of go into that Mm -hmm. as far as relating, you know, fitness and nutrition into just, you know, your everyday life.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving is, it's hard. Moving is hard, especially when, you know, fitness has always been important to me and working out and Every time you move, you have to start from scratch, and it takes a couple months to really feel settled, and then you put yourself out there and try to find the right gym. Um, yeah, so it's no, always I... a challenge to find to find where you fit. Um, so I got into, like, group-style fitness in Savannah, Um Started like a boot camp there, and that's when I really fell in love with that style of of working out. Um, so I did that for several years, and then the boys came along, and um, I found a stroller boot camp, which was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> a bunch of moms with their strollers would meet at a park, and we would work out. And so I did that for about six months and then decided, um, well, one of the instructors moved away because she was military, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually went and um, got certified and became an instructor for the Stroller Boot Camp, and I did that for about a year, and it was it was a lot of fun for that for that stage when my boys would sit still in the stroller. Those days are definitely <laughs> yeah. gone. Ben, you need um, to look
0: into this certification. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. Stroller
1: boot camp. yeah, I mean, really stay-at-home killing, dads are welcome this. too. Dude, there's
3: got to be a huge market for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um So yeah, I mean it's always just hard. You know, once kids come along, it it changes everything. Now I'm kind of at the mercy of childcare. Um mm-hmm. so I found a gym here that has childcare and it's, you know, I I take a few classes, it's just not the same. I I love the highlight of my my trips home. One of the highlights, I should say, um is is coming to Coastal. I love what you guys have have going on there. It's it works really well
0: <laughs> thank you well, thank you it's fun yeah. and we, yeah. we uh hopefully next time you come we, we might have a big surprise for everyone so uh, Man. I don't want <laughs> to ruin it I don't want to jinx it so that's that's <laughs> all that's all everyone gets um, so some cool things I took away from that are <laughs> I think a great thing you mentioned are how you have to start from scratch when you move mm-hmm. and that's something I noticed when I moved and uh, even when you go on vacation, you kind of notice how your all your habits almost fall apart when your environment is different. You know, absolutely,
1: uh, absolutely.
0: So I think for a lot of people, like that's great because if they have no habits or or they, they kind of they don't realize that what you currently do is your habits and your environment. So whether you're moving or just trying to get started, um, it's always going to feel like you're starting from scratch. You know, even if you know everything that you need to do. So, um, yeah, establishing that kind of, uh, you know, new base is always is always gonna be like a key thing for most people. So as you you mentioned, so we know you're from Virginia and then you were in Savannah, now mm-hmm. you're in Michigan.
1: Mm-hmm. So- We were in Colorado in between that too. I thought so,
0: Colorado <laughs> as well. And so
1: Alabama. Did,
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> By kinda, the time
1: my boys were two and a half, they'd lived in four states.
0: <laughs> roll time.
1: <laughs> roll, R- time.
0: roll time so did so was there anything between all the moves that like was your base I know you're pretty pretty conscious of your nutrition right so maybe oh, was yeah. that kind of so I know you had to like find something that works for your for your fitness, which is cool, cause you it's cool how you did different things from the stroller group to then gyms, cause ultimately like you know you have to do something physical, so it's finding what works for you. But what about your nutrition? Kind of like was that almost like your your solid base of consistency throughout all the moves?
1: Yes, um, I'll say after having kids and moving, have to give yourself a little grace in between. You know, um, thankfully we've had um, good support system. Um, people that have brought meals to us um, when we're first getting settled. And so, in that situation, you, you eat what people bring you. Um, and it takes a while to get settled and get all your stuff unpacked. Um, so, you know, in, in that time, you know, I kind of just try to be as flexible as possible, but still making good decisions. Um, I, I am very conscious of um, everything that we eat and it it does help, you know, we can tell immediately when we've been eating bad, um, you know, traveling or getting settled that we feel bad when we eat badly. So, um, you know, I just always try to keep healthy stuff around the house, you know, reading ingredients and um, buying organic as much as I can. Um, So that kind of stuff definitely helps. Um, And, um, you know, thankfully, my husband always says you know you can't put a price on fitness he's always very supportive and pushing me to get out there and try new gyms and you know get into that pretty quickly um you know whether it's just getting outside and going for a run um we like to do that kind of stuff as a family too so um yeah there's definitely those things that carry over if you're in the routine of it um so yeah i mean eventually we we get into the routine once we're settled
0: that's cool. So as you mentioned, you know, your husband being very supportive. I would say, and Ben and Will, you guys chime in, that one of the hardest obstacles for a lot of clients and people we meet with are not having a supportive significant other. Sometimes mm-hmm. yes. uh, for many people, that can be, that that's a tough, tough thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you have you know, some people have like the best intentions in the world and they want to change and like they're fired up and they, you know, try it. But then, you know, that alone is hard, like changing and doing something new and having somebody that's, you know, your teammate and they're almost like resisting that change that you're trying to do, you know, like you're trying to eat better, but they're still ordering pizza for dinner. And we all know how hard it is to every day make you know that good choice when we're tempted Mm -hmm. with stuff you know it'd be like having donuts in the office every day like there's gonna be a day where you're gonna give in you know Um, so like having somebody that's supposed to be in your corner that's not very supportive just makes it so hard Um, it makes it hard to make choices and it just makes it hard to I think stay motivated and stay on the path you want to be on you know because Mm -hmm. like having that support and that cheerleader you know when things get tough makes it a lot easier. So if you don't have that when you do have that tough day, you're just going to fall back on old habits or the habits of that like unsupported person. So I think that's a huge deal when it comes to maintaining or changing, you know, your lifestyle.
0: Yeah. And the the key then is just just send your husband to Coastal Strength and Fitness and then they'll slowly slowly morph
2: Exactly. That's what happens though. I know. Usually like the ladies start up and then the husbands are like, no, I'm not going there. These guys aren't going to tell me what to do. And then they come in and they have a blast and they just realize what sweethearts that we are at Coastal Strength and Fitness. And and then they're sold,
0: you know? Yep. That's the key. So Madeline, one thing we get a lot of uh, women asking clients of ours who have kids is they struggle with. The struggle I guess of, you know, when you're feeding your your little ones and there's leftover food and you just kinda like eat it or whack it back or whatever, is that something like you've dealt with or how do you handle that?
1: Oh my gosh, the struggle is real, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, it's hard, especially when animal crackers are like my favorite food in the world. <laughs> so
0: There's something I- in animal crackers too. <laughs> they're it's- like Oreos where there's something <laughs> addictive. But they're about. so plain, right? It's just like this
1: plain cracker that
2: Probably they sprinkled a little crack on it but they're yes. so delicious yeah they don't taste well like calories.
1: I'll tell yeah. you I'll step up on my sto- uh, my soapbox for a second Let's high fructose it. corn syrup is like the second ingredient in oh. just mm-hmm. like regular oh. animal crackers so of yeah, course I buy is. organic yeah. for my boys um, there you go. <laughs> but anyways yeah it's it's hard so I just don't keep animal crackers in the house because I'll eat them all but yeah it, it's just definitely... Like it's definitely hard to have that self-control. So I, um, the rule that I kind of make for myself, so I, I wake up before them and I have my espresso. It's better to have espresso coursing through my veins before my, um, all my boys wake <laughs> yeah. up, husband included. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll feed them breakfast first. And then once they're done, I'll clear everything and then I'll have my, I'll have my breakfast later. Um, and kind of same thing with lunch. Like I feed them their lunch, get it out of the way, and then I'll eat my lunch. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're prepared, if you have that preparation in place, that you know you have their food and your food, it kind of helps me in that way. But but yeah, sometimes the snacks, the leftover snacks, do get eaten. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. now, have you
0: have you ever throw them away, or does that does that feel like very very wasteful, or just kind of like yeah. hard to do?
1: I'll put I'll put it in a Tupperware. So if they don't yeah, finish man. their lunch, I'll put their <laughs> leftover lunch in a Tupperware and put it away as soon as I can. And then Smart. if they get hungry later on and want a snack, they get their leftover lunch.
0: That's kind of like how it works for Ben, right, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting,
3: though. Yeah, like, I'll tell you, though, know, if, if it's in the house, it's probably going yeah. down. And, and, and yeah. I, know I, I applaud uh, the fact that you're able to, yeah, just not just not finish that off like like whatever's not left over
1: hey sometimes it happens you gotta be you gotta be really strong i try not to keep things in the house that i am tempted by so like they love these veggie stick like those are their their treat their snack well i don't really like them but they love them so i i have to find the thing that i'm not tempted by Mm, um because and i mean it's not it's not healthy for them either to have like a ton of snacks in the house Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And they like to snack on fruit and veggies. I, I you know, try to keep them healthy, but can't yeah. can't happen all the time. They're toddlers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Some Sometimes, though, I, I think throwing that extra food away is not such a bad thing. I, it definitely feels yeah. wasteful. And there's other uh, qualms about, oh, throwing food, wasting food, like you're a terrible person. But as far as, like, achieving your goals, it being in the house, I mean... If it's in the house, it's probably getting eaten. That's another thing about if your spouse doesn't support you and they're buying like Kit Kat, you put Kit Kat in the house like it's going down. Like mm-hmm. there's no way it stays in the house for longer than a week. Um, just just based on mm-hmm. my understanding of my own willpower. So maybe I have uh, yeah. If I buy a whole sl- uh, thing of Oreos, eat what I want out of those, I have no problem throwing that, throwing out the rest of it. I mean, I don't. I I would have paid what four bucks or whatever. For just a few Oreos, to be honest, because like I wanted Oreos. So as far as financially, it doesn't really feel like a waste. Um, that's just a, it's a little strategy, I guess, by just disallowing those negative emotions from wasting to, to get your goal. Um, yeah. mm. if, if there's one thing I've learned,
2: it's that Ben is probably the best out of anybody I've ever met with trusting his gut on food so like if ben tells you a strategy as crazy as it sounds it probably works really well
3: Try, yeah just give it because we
2: used to give him so much crap because he would eat beef and rice and then when he was done he would just like put it in his a tupperware. and put it yeah. away like he would put it in his tupperware you know like maddie was just saying she does for her kids and like, that was it so no matter the serving size when ben was full like it was it was over and so we used to cook, like, give him crap for like leaving stuff in his bowl and it could be like four bites but when ben was done Ben was done. And so, you know, after giving him so much crap, we finally realized that Ben was just, like, way ahead of the game compared to us. And now I find myself doing that more often. And I feel really bad for making fun of him. But,
3: you know. You, you wake up at 2 a.m. and you want a snack. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? It happens to everybody, right? You feel like I'm no, the only no, one. Not <laughs> not like, like I'm the only one that ever wakes up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep without some food. You're not alone. But you know what? That that's what those four you know, of beef and rice are for. You know, you know ben, what I mean? I think you are alone. Well, you you're the <laughs> only one that does that. Uh, time will tell.
2: Time will tell. Oh man! But yeah. Yep. So. Are you interject-
0: pregnant, Ben? Are you pregnant?
1: I was yeah. just gonna ask.
0: That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but
3: I'm not,
0: but I'm feeling a connection. You know, I, I, mean, I
3: want to get that stroller cert and like. <laughs> I feel a little sick in the morning stuff. Uh,
0: <laughs> could, could, uh, could you picture, like, you get the cert, you're teaching it, but you really just kind of have, like, a, a fake baby in there, and then, <laughs> like, three months go by, the class is loving you, and then they peek in your stroll and realize you're a fraud. Oh, It's a watermelon. How, how would that go over, Madeline, if you oh, found out? Oh,
1: my goodness. I mean, there, there have been times where some ladies, like, their kid was in school or whatever, and they would show up with an empty stroller. So.
0: <laughs> a little dog in there or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> their weights, their their gear. <laughs> oh,
2: hey, you know what? Oh. They're just trying to get their fitness on. Oh, know? yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. not hating. Maybe just they just like your class so much that they're like, damn, I don't even have a kid, but I just want to do this, so I'm going to show up with an empty stroller. Like, that's... that's Dude, sexy. that happens.
0: When I go hiking, I see these dads like with the baby strapped on their chest, you know? And I'm like, oh, like I wish I had a kid right now for that extra extra challenge, that extra weight going up this hill. Until they're (laughs) a nine year old, (laughs) and then you're doing a a hundred pound (laughs) carry up a hill. Yeah, and they and you know, I guess they start to dislike you probably at nine, nine, ten, eleven. You know, they start to think they're better than you. They don't want to be like face to face, strapped to your chest at that point. I'm sure. So, but uh, I I think some great points, Madeline made. I want to circle back around to. Uh, So, so for one. Is and I come back to this a lot and learning more and more. Um, when someone you know, like like Madeline's, like really fit. She's been doing this a while. She's consistent, uh, living lean, and but she mentioned that she has no self control, and that's another thing I always tell people too. Like I don't have any self control either, and the best strategy mm-hmm. for that is your environment, keeping things out of the house. And I think a lot of times people feel like a failure if they don't have self control. Like they think, oh, I know. That these animal crackers are in the cabinet, and I'm, and then they eat a bag, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a failure. I have no self c- control. Why can't I be more like Madeline? She she doesn't eat them." But really, no one has self control. Um, so, the, you know, that's a great, great strategy, is really just accepting that, and then, and then setting yourself up for success through your environment. hmm
2: mm-hmm. I have a, I have a question. I'm going to interject this because we're talking about the snacks and stuff. And this is just one I have heard a lot in my career, how, and I don't have kids, so I have no clue on this, this topic, but how do you kind of set your kids up to not like be eating like fruit roll-ups every day and to where they actually want to eat real food? And you said like their snack is veggie straws, um, which seems completely crazy in the realm of like a normal American, uh, but I feel like my, my kid would be in the same area. But um, so how like how did you kind of instill in them like eating well? Was it just yeah, you just led by example? Hey, this is what we're going to eat. You guys need to deal with it. So how did how did you do that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not old enough to make their own decisions. So I make those decisions for them. But I will say if you walk into our pantry, it is not a normal American pantry. I'm very careful about everything that I buy. Um, and, you know, that's something that I've been doing for several years, even before kids, um, really learning to read ingredients and just be careful. You know, I always like to have a fuller refrigerator than pantry. Um, Mm. so, and, and they're not that picky because they're used to eating that way. Um, but, yeah, they love their snacks. They ask me for snacks all day long because they're three, and that's what three-year-olds do. Exactly, yeah. They,
2: they want snacks because they taste good. So,
1: yeah. So, sure, I'll cut you up an apple. I'll give you – they love almond butter. I mean, there's, there's things that I can give to them, real food, that they think that they are snacks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're not, I'm not giving them fruit roll-ups all day, yep. you know? I mean, they ask me for, like, fruit snacks several times a day. And mm-hmm. they get one little organic fruit snack after lunch, and they know that they can have a treat after they finish their lunch, and that's it. You can't have more than that. So it's that's just cool. it's just staying consistent, and they get used to it. But, but yeah, I mean, of course, they're three. They're going to ask for snacks all the yeah, time. We just have to stand strong. <laughs> I like
2: it. Yeah, because I think a lot of parents run into where, like, like, oh, well, my, my kid doesn't like to eat this and that, and he'll only eat chicken nuggets or fruit snacks and – Yeah. I just want to get an opinion because for me, like it feels like you just need to lead by example and you almost have to start early and just like they grow up eating like that. So it's not a problem. But I think it's when you start one way and then try to change it that you hit that resistance because, yeah, they're a kid. They want what tastes good. They don't know, you know, what's healthy or what. They just know what their brain tells them is is good. So,
1: yeah, um, So our rule is you have to try one bite. So if I put something in front of them and they say, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that because they're toddlers and that's what they do. Mm -hmm. The rule is you have to take one bite. If you don't like it, then we can talk about it. But if you take one bite and you like it, obviously they're going to keep eating it. So it's a psychology of giving them a bite and then going, oh, yeah, wasn't that good? And they go, oh, yeah, that's tasty. And then they finish everything on their plate. So That's cool.
2: And you know what? That's like the rule I live my life by now. I got to try everything at least once. <laughs> and then I'll talk to myself about it afterwards and see how it went. But uh, yeah, so that's cool. I, I like that. I like those are cool strategies and I think they're super, like they're doable for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you just I think it just takes a little effort if, you know, you're not there in terms of, you know, feeding your kids or, or whatever. But uh, yeah.
1: Yep, it takes time.
0: Yeah, and it's it's habits, you know. It's building. You're building habits for them and yourself, you know, to to kind of be consistent with it. So that is the way to go, right, Ben? Uh, yes. <laughs> ben used to eat chicken nuggets all the time. Then he then he started at Coastal, and now he eats dry turkey breast
3: I mean, with his you, hands. I'll tell you though, I, I actually ate chicken nuggets a long time in the Coastal too. It it, it mm. was actually like kind of going on that that habit train I didn't really you know how you feel like okay I'm gonna start working out so I gotta change everything I'm gonna change I'm gonna do this I'm gonna change that uh, I'm gonna work out like eight times a week and you know uh, and then and then I'll be on the right track Like I just I walked in the doors and I started lifting weights and lifting weights did something to me and, and asked for a response from the from the rest of my body and the rest of my choices and I had to eat more food is what it, what it was telling me so I started eating more food yeah, it was chicken nuggets and, and like, you know, taco, uh, taco Tuesday, you know, like sour cream and salsa and this and that, um, you know, and, and eventually over time, it seemed that the less uh, extravagant I got with the meals and less variety even, it was easier and it actually seemed to fill me up and it was an appropriate response to, I mean, me getting stronger and I actually, you know, I jumped up a good 35 pounds uh, because I was eating a ton. And then, uh, you know, over time, yeah, stop. I stopped eating uh, breaded chicken. I was like, you know what, the uh, grilled chicken, you know, taste wise, well, yeah, okay, it's a little bit less or whatever. You can season it. What it, it didn't really matter, right? It was, it made me feel a little bit better. It made me train a little bit better. I could, you could tell the difference in the rest of my life. And it, it, it that small little change, you know, turns into, you know, then losing like fifteen pounds. And mm-hmm. um, yep. it, it was, it was very, very slow. And the and the habits that I changed over, and over like. It, it took a while, um, but yeah, now I am eating a, t- a turkey breast. He's eating a turkey breast that's
2: unseasoned, and it's a, the whole breast, and he's eating
3: it w- with his hands. I mean, like, I mean, sure. I guess I could have, like, I could have, like, chopped it up. He put some cheese on there, maybe some lettuce, tomato, put it on some bread, like,
0: okay. or some salt, <laughs> or some or salt. yeah. Let's keep it basic. Let's put some but salt like, on it. Like,
3: like, let's go. Like, I deadlifted this morning. Like, I just need that in my body. That's mm-hmm. feel you. I feel so you. here we are.
0: So, I mean, the cool thing is, I think most people don't realize is that your habits are changeable, you know? Now, Mm -hmm. it's best if you have an awesome mom like Madeline and you create these great habits when you're young and you don't even realize it. But, you know, no matter where you are, like, you can change. Like, if if you think you only like certain foods and and you just can't eat, quote unquote, healthy foods or, or whatnot, like, you can. It's just... Like, you can change at any point. So, um, you know, ultimately, it's it's kind of having a little self-responsibility and just, like, making that mindset shift of wherever you're at. Like, you are able to change. And as you see, like, as Ben just talked about, as Madeline talks about, the common themes are, like, consistency and... Kind of creating the the right environment for your goals, you know. Just
3: like one piece at a time, though. Dude, don't try to don't try to change your environment all at once. Don't try to throw out all of your food and and all of your habits, your routine grocery you know list. You know, don't just completely overhaul it. Give yourself. Just try one. Try like try one thing, like like the Taco Tuesday thing. Like, stop using the sour cream, though. Like, just try that one thing. Is it that bad? Do you really miss it that much? Uh, okay. Uh, no not too bad so then maybe and then next it's this next it's that the, the, the habit the habit change thing it's way more manageable doing you know almost almost feeling like you're not working hard enough mm-hmm. but if you're making one change I promise you it catches up eventually but yeah you just you wake up one day and you're like wow oh, I'm, I'm a completely different person and I didn't even realize it and I've, I've enjoyed the journey I mean which is yeah like if we ain't doing that what are we doing
0: Yep. Mm, the journey ger- the journey is always the best part.
3: <laughs> wise
0: words. Uh, so Madeline, let's shift gears a little. And so actually, and this is, this is what happens. So as like you being someone who's been into health and fitness for a while, us being coaches, you always want to strive for better and perfection and finding perfect. So I know you had asked me a question a week or so ago, um, kind of along the lines of nutrition, you, you want to maybe just, just go ahead and kind of ask the question again, but also where your thought process was, maybe your frustration with it or just, you know.
1: Yes, yes. So um, I really got into the paleo diet um, more than just the diet, but kind of a lifestyle behind um, paleo. Um, this was, you know, maybe like five years ago. Um, I kind of threw myself into it for um, a couple different reasons. And um, once kids came along, I mean, I I do still try to stick to it, but I've given myself a lot more, a lot more freedom um, after having kids, um, keeping everybody happy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I still follow a lot of paleo personalities um, on Instagram just to get ideas um you know reading blog posts to get inspiration from people um and kind of the trend that i'm seeing is some of the paleo personalities are kind of getting into ketogenic is that right did i say that right Mm -hmm. okay so i I keep keto yeah i keep seeing this showing up um so i had asked gary um you know is this a totally different diet are they changing years what's what's happening here why are they all changing their tune
0: yep so what happens is you have so like for example in the paleo diet like the basics of it are great like it's ultimately like eat less processed food eat more real food you know meats and veggies and fruits and stuff like that which then when people go and kind of shift to a set of rules like that obviously like if you went from eating if you were eating a lot of processed food you cut it out you're gonna feel better. You're gonna lose weight. You know, you're you're eating less food. You're, uh, you know, you're getting more nutrients. You're, for a lot of people, maybe they weren't eating much protein and veggies before. Now you're getting all these vitamins and minerals and essential nutrients, and you feel great. So then people uh, want to take it as far as they can, and then the extremes come in, right? So, and I know with paleo, what happens with a lot of people is then they're like, well, I'm gonna be hardcore paleo and like no dairy, no gluten, no know nothing if a caveman didn't eat it type deal right and eventually people kind of latch on to to that as like almost like a religion and and you start to like get short-sighted and, and want to find this perfect diet that doesn't exist because um, ultimately like you know for example like dairy is very nutritious now it can be unhealthy, you know, especially with the way we treat our animals and all that. But for some people, they thrive on dairy and there's ways to cook, to prepare it or, or, or find it that people have no issues with it. So you're cutting out a a great food for, for many people by kind of being a little nearsighted and, and, and dogmatic. So then what happens is a lot of these personalities that's just their nature like they want to find something perfect or then maybe they start to not feel their greatest and then it's kind of what's the next fad right so because if you look like 15 20 years ago there was the atkins diet which essentially was like the paleo diet um so now everyone's kind of on the keto train which has also been around forever as an extreme way to treat patients with cancer and things like that there is some merit to like cutting out your carbs completely and going no carb. Um, But again, if you don't have to, like, there's no reason, like, potatoes and fruits, like, these are super nutritious foods, like, with tons of vitamins and minerals. So if you cut all those out, like, you're going to have to get them from somewhere. And it's just, then it comes down to, like, is it convenient, you know, like, and keto is not very convenient for a regular person unless you, you know, really have to do it. So, but again, like, these people get attached to extreme approaches, you know, and then, you know people like us and you're reading them and you see that then it makes you question everything you're doing yep. um, and then and then you get frustrated or spend way too much time worrying about things like that
2: mm-hmm and I think really it boils down to like what works for you you know like some people like paleo like within those rules might help them like stay on track and if that works for you cool like do your paleo stuff that's rad um, keto like I I will say the one thing I think I'm seeing that I can see as maybe a benefit for a period of time is like yeah it removes carbs from the equation so I think it it kind of changes your taste and you know a lot of people get that like almost like that cycle of they get stuck in where like they'll have something sweet and then they'll feel like crap and then they'll stop eating it and then they'll do it again and again and again and again they feed that train because like they keep giving their body carbs So I think it's like a cool reset, you know, like it could be great for that. Um, Some people, keto is just not for you. If you're an athlete, then you're probably going to feel like crap on keto, you know. So really, it's just finding where you fit in, you know. Like, do you want to be able to enjoy drinks with your friends? Do you want to be able to go out for pizza on a Saturday at your best friend's birthday and not have to sit there and eat just like pepperonis or something like a weirdo (laughs) because you're on a keto diet? So I think it, it really does boil down to like, Is it something you can sustain? Is it something that's worth it for you? And just finding that for yourself. You know, some people can eat dairy and have zero problems with it. Some people can eat gluten and have zero problems. Some people, like myself included, like I feel way better not eating that stuff, even though like I I do fit it in. Um, I just feel better without it. So, you know, I'm probably better off keeping those out of my diet most days. yeah, so just figuring out where, where do you fall? Where do you fall on the spectrum and, and what can fit into your lifestyle and, and what you want for yourself? Yeah.
0: So Madeline, I sent you that article from Precision Nutrition uh, who, who's, who we're certified by and, and uh, we love their stuff. What what? So did you enjoy that It kind of talked about how there is no best diet and ultimately it's kind of like, you know, na- nailing it for the individual? Um, what were your takeaways from that?
1: Yeah, um, I read one thing that really stuck out to me. I have family members that are vegans, and you know, one one thing that I really took away from the article was, you know, don't just because you don't agree with that diet. Like every everybody's different. You know, if if the vegan diet works for them and they thrive on that, then don't try to change that for them. Like they they you know let them do their thing, and you know, you do what works for you. I you know you guys said it several times do what works for you and focus on you and don't let the other stuff stress you out um you know if it makes you overwhelmed then you know just just do what's achievable for you um so i i really i it was a good article i did get a lot out of it
0: yep and from a coaching standpoint for me like the basically it comes down to like you can make any diet healthy and you can also make any diet unhealthy you know, so it's understanding that and, and the thing they all have in common is is when you're doing them right, you're eating majority, you know, whole foods. Like if you're vegan, your diet can consist of you can make sure you're getting enough protein through combining, you know, beans and rice and eating, you know, some soy and and tons of fruits and vegetables and be like really healthy. But you can also be vegan and just eat chips and and Oreos. uh Oreos all the Oreos time. Are
2: vegan, I'm pretty sure.
0: And and be deficient on tons of nutrients and, and have some problems. You can also be a, a paleo person and only eat meat and eat no veggies and be missing vitamin C and, and vitamin A. And uh, but now I know a paleo person is gonna tell me how you can get vitamin A from, from liver, beef liver, but not everyone's gonna eat <laughs> liver. So yeah, let me let got me got say that. I'm fully have that I, I know, diet. I know you can get vitamin A from, from animal food. But the point is like pick what works for you and there's different factors some of it might be like you know religion or you know environmental so people kind of have different reasons for eating different ways the, the key really is just you know educating yourself that to make sure you're you're being nutritious and not missing any key nutrients and then you know doing you
3: you gotta, you gotta so. commit to something too uh, if, you, if you are going to try that that type of thing out the big thing too is like somebody will say, okay, like I'm gonna try this paleo or I'm gonna try to stop doing paleo and they'll do it for two weeks and not exactly be super consistent and then they'll expect those results or use those results as a determining factor if this works for me or not. Just know if you are experimenting with that, like be in it for the long haul, be consistent. When you make a change like that, that way you can actually see result-wise what's going on. Um, it, these things do take time and you'll see the results of what you do probably three weeks. Three weeks later. So, Mm -hmm. um, if you are like, you know, you're listening to this, you're like, okay, I'm gonna try some stuff that works for me. um, Just have that in mind. It's 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 a journey. It's it takes a little bit. So so walk that walk consistently for a little while before you make a decision.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing that everyone needs and that all diets have in common is you need a sufficient amount of protein. You need vitamins and minerals, and you need water. So if you've got those covered. Have at it. So so Madeline, what's kind of now. what is your nutrition approach? Like, so, I, you know, so it's if we say the base of it's paleo, then where have you kind of landed with the with the edges, so to speak?
1: Yeah, just to make my life easier, I am feeding you know, my husband's metabolism is just out of control. Um, so I, I have to make sure that I have those fillers, um, white rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, um, and I'll buy, you know, grass fed cheese um, and incorporate that here and there. I don't like to do heavy dairy um, just because it doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with one of my boys. So we, we really do try to stay away from dairy as much as possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like to throw in veggies wherever I can. Um, and if I'm buying, um, you know, like I, I made myself a veggie quesadilla for lunch today, but it's like a... a sprouted grain, organic tortilla, you know, so I, I just like to make those choices so that, Hey, it's okay for me to have a quesadilla, but you know, as long as I make smart choices that I'm not going out and buying just some flour tortilla. Um, but you know, I I give myself grace when we're, when we're going out, try to make good decisions on restaurants that we're eating out at, but, but yeah, just throwing in veggies where I can and, um, just, trying to get as much good stuff in on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's in it, that's very similar to, to my approach as well. Um, you know, a paleo approach, so to speak, with, you know, meats and veggies and fruits, and then, I, uh, you know, a lot of starch, so, like, potatoes and rice and things like that. But it's funny, it would blow my mind how people get so far down the rabbit hole of, say, paleo to where they'll look at, like, a white potato as a bad food. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, it comes from, like, the earth you know and it has tons of nutrients and how is that not quote unquote paleo uh it's just funny like it just blows my mind so again like you said it's then it's it's kind of like having that base of real food and then find the the edges that work for you you know so you know Mm -hmm. for a lot of people it you know drinking a ton of milk and a ton of dairy like you're gonna have adverse effects um and then some people may have like Cultured dairy like yogurt that has probiotics which helps the digestion that they feel fine And then there's you know some nutrients in there and protein and it's a great food so You have to find that out for yourself, you know, same thing with gluten and grains, you know, some people yeah They they have a, a bad response some people they're fine. So if you're fine There's no reason to avoid it, you know, so uh, Especially if it's certain foods you enjoy and and whatnot, but but yeah, I think that's a great approach you have mm-hmm. And the key is just yeah, don't get understand everything's a fad, you know. Like so, when you end up seeing like whatever book is on the shelf at Barnes and Noble, you know, it's kind of like comes and goes, and in and, and, and the basics, you know, are are key. So,
2: yeah, I don't know why that just reminded me. Do you guys remember the Eat for Your Blood type book? Anybody?
0: I I never actually read it, but oh, I, I mean, I never read it either. But it just yeah. seemed
2: like the, like the dumbest. uh, Bad that there was a yeah. lot of the and dumb fads but it just blew my mind that like people bought that book and thought mm-hmm. i don't know you there's your blood type mattered in, in what you eat you right. know it's like eating for your eye color yeah like, it's just,
0: <laughs> well and, was, and at the same time normally people that ask like how that how that works like they're currently will be eating you know two scones and a and a hot dog for breakfast and <laughs> You know, like, and they're and like, "Hey, breakfast
2: hot dog." How's this
0: blood <laughs> yeah. blood type diet? Like, I think that's the secret. You know, I think that's what's missing. Um, so, uh, yeah, mm. but yeah, so I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up here. Madeline has has to go. You said pick up the uh, the old kitties mm. from school.
1: Yep, gotta go get them from preschool.
0: Mm. Mom duties. Yep, so, never ends. You, you got to throw on that winter coat though, right? Yes.
1: Ooh, yeah, you oh, better man. bundle
2: up. <laughs> Thirty nine degrees.
0: Mm, yeah, it's no joke.
1: I already got my UGG boots and my parka out. There
2: you go. I got to get mine out soon. <laughs> A couple, of, like maybe one more month, I'll have to bring out soon. my UGGs. So,
0: <laughs> Yep. The funny thing is, in Los Angeles, people will whip that stuff out when it's like sixty-five degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fashion thing. Though. You move out there yeah. now, nah, you
2: just get soft. You get used to having that ten degrees is that like perfect seventy five to eighty degree weather yeah. and then
0: Dude, I'm weak. When we were in Texas yeah. and it was like ninety, I was like, I can't handle this. Uh
2: huh. <laughs> yeah, I told you you got soft, man. You need that extreme <laughs> like we have here.
0: Oh man. You know what? Maybe I'll just uh take a little ice bath or something. Oof. You know what? That would do it, man. <laughs> So yeah, so we appreciate you coming on, Madeline. And like seriously, we had like that's some great insight, especially with yeah, you know how you awesome. handle the kids. Um, and I mean, those are questions that 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 we get constantly, and people people struggle with. So I think that's awesome yeah. to hear from from you. And we're glad to have you on.
1: Yeah, bro, for letting me share. Thanks for Let letting me bro out.
0: Mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. When you're back back in town, as always, just hit us up and yep, come, come by. by. Absolutely. Coastal. And uh, yeah, so Ben, do you have a, your song of the week? Is this oh, are you yeah. thrown off since we're a little oh, earlier than normal? Yeah,
3: yeah a little thrown. I'm not gonna lie to you, but let me uh, let me pull it up here. Mm. What um, about you,
0: Madeline? You like do you like country music?
1: I'm I'm just now getting into it because my sister loves it, and I've never really enjoyed it, but I am starting to get into it.
0: Okay. Last episode, we I'm the only one, but but it wears people down. Like Will's getting worn down. <laughs> So, yeah, Whitney plays around
2: the house all the time. So, it's like I find myself singing those songs now. Like, why Why am mm-hmm. I like this? What is happening it's to me?
1: It's easy to get tired of it for me. I don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So, I mean, it's so simple. You got four chords and you play those over and over again the same instrument. But that's yeah. all we need, though, right? Dog truck.
0: Four chords, four words. Yep. Do- dog <laughs>
3: dog
2: <laughs> truck beers, America. That's it. <laughs> there it is. Dogs, beers, oh
3: America.
2: Oh, well, I got man. something else for you. You could say I, uh, that about any genre. It's called, though.
3: It's called heart and soul and, and soul searching, and uh, you know these boys do it really well. Uh, it's 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 by uh, by Fallout Boy, but it's not a not a hit deep track. Deep track. Ooh. It's called uh, coffees for closers. Um, definitely rouse you up. Uh, allow me to play uh, play a little bit for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one uh, this one's heartfelt. Uh, definitely pay attention to the lyrics on this one, and uh, and enjoy
0: it. Coffees for closers Fallout Boy. Mm. The classic Fallout Boy. Mm. Yep,
2: mm. that's why I've been joining
3: the gym. Mm-hmm.
2: That song,
0: mm-hmm. the song title throws me off though, right? Like, cause I feel like coffee is for for starting, not closing.
3: Mm. It's uh, it's from a movie, and uh, Brian Daniels kill me if he knew that i don't remember the name of the movie but you're gonna be hearing about it later then yeah i don't know the name I mean. but, no, uh, I mean, but it, it, it's but it's movie. yeah
0: you're a fallout boy fan are you
1: yeah i i really i really like went, his voice yeah yeah mm,
0: yeah mm. see i was diehard yellow card and, oh, they, yeah. and i still am <laughs> i still oh, yeah. am he's a number, number one yellow card. Fan. i remember seeing it yellow
1: t- card at the norva in like oh. high school Man. good times
0: it, and you know what it bothered me because I saw fallout boy too back when they were both starting out and I always like yellow card more and I was always a little angry because fallout boy kind of made it a little yeah. bigger you know uh-huh. so bittersweet <laughs> oh, <she did. laughs> but uh, alright guys so that will wrap up episode 7 here and we hope you guys enjoyed it as always hit us up on social media with any questions you have and we'll be back with you next week alright later back.
3: kisses